I'm Kevin Davis, and this is the Catholic Family Podcast. And today we've got a really special one. And this one is it's really near and dear to my heart. And it is going to try to raise funds to finish building a church. And it is not just a little church. It's not just a little, you know, rinky dink, you know, little church in the backyard of someone's house. This is a real church up in Olathe, Colorado. And it's pretty neat, even though Olathe is just this kind of tiny little town up on the western slope of Colorado. It's near and dear to my heart. It was my parish for several months. My parents were up there for a couple of years. My brother, Brother Simon, is up there right now working daily on this church. Um, and it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. And it's something that I, I really want to get behind. And I hope you guys do as well. And Tom is here to help us kind of understand what's going on, what, what's been going on for the last over a decade now in this process of building this church. And it's really interesting. We talked a little bit before the show about where it all began. The the architect didn't work out. So really fascinating stuff. I, I'm really excited to see it. We also have a slideshow that I'm going to try to play as we talk through this. As everyone who watches the show knows, I'm not very good at this kind of stuff, but we're going to do our best. We're going to try to get through it. And we're going to really try to hope by the end of the show, you guys are going to be convinced that you have to support getting this church finished. And once you see the pictures, I think you'll you'll absolutely be convinced of that. So Tom, maybe the best place to start. I, I think, first of all, anyone watching this, I think most people know what the CMRI is, but but the CMRI is a congregation that is um, right now underneath uh, Bishop Mark Piverunas. He is in Omaha. The sisters, uh, the CMRI stands for the, the Congregazione Maria Regina Immaculate. So it's the, the Congregation of Mary Immaculate Queen. Um, the sisters are based in Spokane. They have been up in Olathe for, we were saying before the show, I think 26 years or so. They've been teaching up there for, for forever. So so pretty much they've been up there for, for decades in a small church or several small churches, and now they're building something else. So, so Tom, I don't know if you have a little bit more background of how long they've been up there. How long how long have you been up there for that matter? Yeah, so Kevin, first of all, thanks for uh, allowing us to speak about our, our project, our church uh, in Olathe. My wife and I are huge fans of your... Uh, podcast so cool. we we watch it quite a bit but yeah so uh i've actually lived in and around olathe my whole life and uh my wife and i actually went to kindergarten together so huh. we we ended up getting married i was not uh, a traditional catholic to to begin with so uh from that point we would hold and have masses in originally delta then it moved to a parish or to a uh, chapel in Jan Bollinger's house. Uh, their house burnt down. We ended up having to get another place. We ended up back in Delta. Uh, Holy Guardian Angel School started about that time. And again, exact numbers, not positive, but it was 25, 26, 27 years ago, somewhere there. And then uh, the, the church was able to buy the property that it has now in Olathe. It's 10 acres. We were able to build uh, building four the school, Holy Guardian Angels, and there's a small chapel above the school that we've been at uh, since since that building had been put in place. And the sisters are attached to that too, right? So it's, it's kind of this 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 one building that's got the chapel, the school, a kitchen, and, and the sisters all attached in one fairly fairly small little little building. Yes, everything. The whole downstairs is is the school and father's office. The upstairs is where the sisters stay, and the other part of the building is is the chapel upstairs. And I know now Father Bernard Welp is the priest up there. He's he's also a good friend of mine. I, I was he was in Omaha for years with me, um, 
And he is up there with several, I think four or five bro religious brothers now. Do they all live in that um, cabin then that's also on the property? Yeah, so the four Ooh. brothers all live in in the cabin, which is an extremely small cabin. We had part of when we had talked about building the church, the whole underneath, or not the whole underneath, about a half of the underneath is set up to have basically two dorm rooms. Mm -hmm. where brothers or whatever, I mean, whatever religious is there that they could stay in. So there's two dorm rooms that'll be legal egress with a bathroom. Uh, there's a kitchen downstairs. There's a laundry room, those type of things. Originally, that's what part of it was set up for uh, down there was to help, uh, help if we do have religious here, help four or five, six of them be able to stay. Well, I know back when I was up there, I think there was, there was maybe there was a priest or maybe two priests, and this was I was up there right when that that um, cabin was being finished, and it was yeah. like, okay, this is gonna be fairly tight for two people. So, so I, yes. I heard it's like now they're like five. Like I was trying to think, like, what? How on earth are they? But, but this is I, I don't know how, how they, they do, do it, it, right? This is yeah. it's amazing. I, mean, I talked to Father Borja, and they've got twenty five or twenty two seminarians now out in Iowa, and should should have about ten in the place that they do it. It's it, it's um. It's a good way to learn humility. That I'm, I'm absolutely sure. And the samurai, they, they do not mess around when it comes to that. But so, 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 Tom, I guess the next question then. So, so you've been in that. You had been in that for for 20, 20 years probably. Then the the, cha the yes. chapel you're in now. And so, what what was it that led to the idea of hey, let's um, you know, let's let's move forward. Let's do something more because because I, when I was up there, I think you had two masses and one of them was pretty full. So it, so it didn't seem like it was a absolute necessity so what was it that made you guys want to build a bigger church so when we started this process in 2010 a, a couple things happened first of all the church board or the uh, the church board had decided they got together and decided we did need to build a new church that was the whole goal and purpose of getting that property in the first place was to build uh, a church that was a standalone church and and then be able to still use like the chapel if we needed to upstairs for for the school, mm -hmm. uh, at that time we were we were growing quite a bit in in 2010 ish, uh, uh, and with that we wanted to just make sure that there was a church that was big enough to be able to withstand um, just about any population. So, if you look at our parish now and the number of chairs that we can legally put in, or seats that we can put in there, according to our all the state legal codes with parking and all of that. Uh, it's a little over 280, 300. And to be able to go more than that, we would have to be able to uh, add more parking, which we have space on the property to do, but we'd be, have to be able to do that. So the goal in 2010 was to, to actually build a church. This church is... Uh, it seems way, way big, but if you were to look at the nave of the church itself, uh, we actually went to the Denver church mm -hmm. and we measured the, the nave, main nave body of the Denver church. And our nave is very similar in size. Interesting. So okay. that's not counting the crossing and the transepts and, and all of those things. But as far as the nave goes, it's, it's uh, pretty similar in size to, to that Denver church. So we use that as kind of our our guide of of what it would look like with the pews in there. And so, what was the next step? So, so you decided in 2010, okay, we're going to do it. You know, it's a, we, we've been we've talked about this for a long time. We've had this property now. Now we're going to build a church. So, so what 
what next? I mean, what, what is the next step? Because, because I, first of all, I, I just want to say, I'm really impressed by this because this is something that we talk a lot about here. It's like, you know, if, if you build a church, people will come. I mean, I, I know it's a, yeah. it's a field of dreams quote, but, but it's the truth though. I mean, if, if you're having mass in a, in a shed or in a, in a, in a house, you do what you need to do. I totally understand that the sacrament is what matters, but people literally don't see it. They literally, they, they don't yeah. know that's a church, right? They drive by and they like, oh, that's a nice building. They don't know. So if you have a big, beautiful church, they, you're literally going to grow it. I, I think that's just an absolute yes. you know, necessity. So I'm, I'm really, first of all, impressed by saying, okay, we're going to build a church. I think that's, that's so important. So I guess, I guess, again, the question, so where do you go from the idea? Where, how do you actually start? So the next step that we took as a church board is, is we had uh, an architect to get on it and we kind of explained to him what we wanted and what we wanted in, in the church. Uh, we got with him, got the architect. He, he drew up the plans. We met, we actually met in Jan Bollinger's house. Uh, they, I don't know if you know, they had this big old huge table where all the board met there, the priest, uh, we met with the architect and went over the plans and, and that was the next step in the process. Uh, unfortunately, that step ended kind of right there because uh, nothing against the architect, nothing, but he didn't design a church or what we felt was a church. And, and by the time he left as, as a whole church board, we felt very strongly that we didn't want the plans. It, it reminded us of a, a barn, barn dominium type structure, and we really didn't want a barn for a church. And, and what you had mentioned a little bit earlier was you you need to build a church and, and and they will come. And what we felt like we would have been building on the property was was what looked like a barn. Mm -hmm. And we didn't need we didn't need that. Uh, it's, it's so fascinating because I, I had a, a show a couple months ago now with some sisters down in Florida who also had the same issue. They wanted to build a big yes. church, brought in a couple architects, I think, Said, hey, draw us a uh, draw us a plan of a you know a gothic style church. I believe that theirs is gothic, and and the, the architects just couldn't do it. They 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 just didn't have the the, the knowledge or the skill, whatever it is. Again, you know, no, I'm sure they build beautiful things of their own, but they couldn't do a church. So the sisters just sat down. And, okay, we're we're gonna do it ourselves, and I guess you guys kind of did the same. Yeah, we we ended up uh, actually after that meeting, uh, we've got several builders that are that are in our parish and. And we're fortunate in the way that we we were really good friends. Or Jim Bollinger actually was really good friends with an architect slash engineer. Uh, so with having the background with building, and having the background with with doing some bigger projects, and having that friendship with that architect, we spent about the next year coming up with. Uh, or actually doing research and researching different churches and, and looking at what we felt would be really important for our church and, and something that made people want to be there and made people want to come to Mass. I mean, if if you drive by on Highway 50 right now, it's amazing the number of people that just stop by and ask, what sure. are you guys building? What is, this, is, this is a huge church. And and we take them for walks when, or at least when I lived there, we would take them for walks in the church. And, and uh, so, yeah, we spent about a year researching uh, what we really wanted and needed. We drew up the plans. We then had to have Larry go over them, who was our engineer architect at the time. And, and uh, you have to have that stamp to be able to get it approved through the city, county. So we had him stamp it. And then that's the process that we started. 
2011 and 2012 is when we actually really first started building the church, like actually digging. And so how, how do you do that research? Like, I mean, is that something you do? You Google so, it? Did you Google plans for a, you know, Romanesque so church? For me, uh, one of one of the things that I, I just have a real love for architecture. So it was easy. Uh, we actually my wife and I spent some time uh, where we spent a year just going to different churches, cathedrals. So, for instance, we went to the cathedral in St. Louis. Mm -hmm. uh, we went to uh, missions and churches in San Antonio. Uh, we went to one in Denver. We just went uh, as wherever we could across the nation went and thought it was interesting just seeing uh, the different churches and learning about the different parts of what each church church really had. And, mm -hmm. and for a traditional Catholic church, we, we knew that the, the style that we wanted would have, you know, the, the two towers out front. We knew that we would have the crossing with the two transepts. So with the side altars being able to be in there, we knew that we'd have a narthex style at the very front of the church and then the nave and, and we knew after doing a lot of that looking and, and researching, those were all things that we wanted to incorporate into, into the plan because people that think of old Catholic churches, those are the things that they tend to think of. And that's what we really wanted to make sure that we highlighted was uh, what people would think of it when they saw old Catholic churches. Sure. Well, and there's, there's a reason why they, they built them like that for thousands of years, yes. right? I mean, because, because they're beautiful. I mean, I think you mentioned before the show, it's like, I mean, we're, we're going to look at pictures here in a second, but I mean, when you look at it, you see that it is, you know, it, and it's amazing when you compare it like to the modern churches, right? You know, these blocks of stone that are, yes. that are, it's like, you know, they're, they're all, they're ugly. They're, they're actually just like, no one can even argue that they're just ugly. And, they, and these ones are built to, to lead your eyes like to the altar and up, yes. you know, it's like this, this, you like, in, it's, it's the beauty of, of, of art and math and all these different things that come that combines that you are actually that is actually what everyone does you walk in and you go like this and there you go you're looking and directly at god it's incredible absolutely and that was part of of when we were designing this when you look at the pictures the whole goal is to do that it's to lead you uh to that altar and then when you get to that altar everything is kind of up from from there so that was absolutely uh part of the goal when we were we were designing that and and again a barn wouldn't do that for us so we were able to totally. to and and part of what we did is we had settled originally on a romanesque style uh altarian style church romanesque uh and and when you look at the original pictures we actually had the semicircle windows those type of things and and when you look at the pictures as well coming up we also wanted to make sure that we kind of were able to do it with the materials and the stuff that we had. So we incorporated a lot of wood there. So like our barrel vault across the center of the, the church really isn't a true barrel vault, but we built uh, uh, trusses that would give you kind of that feeling of a mm -hmm. Romanesque barrel vault. Now we've also made some changes like the outside windows are now more of a Gothic style pointed arch, some of those type of things. Uh, but overall, that was that was the original concept idea, and if you were to look at it now, I'd say it's probably three ish styles mm -hmm. of of a church all built in one, 
And part of that was just simply because those are the materials that we felt we were comfortable with and good with that we could still still make uh, a good looking sure. church that had that focus. Awesome. Well, let's. I think that's a perfect start or place to um, look at the pictures. Let's see if I can do this. I think okay. you should be able to see it on the other side too. Uh, this is always an adventure. All right. Oh, no, that's the wrong one. Bear with me, everybody. Bear with me. Uh, da, 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 da. You think they'd make this a little bit easier? Where are you? Ah, oh, there you are. Okay, let's see. And it's neat, too, because you have this slideshow that's been, I guess, in progress for uh, a good 10 years. Yeah, so quite well, quite so a few years, actually. Big, and and uh, what we did is we just tried to, we needed to, of course, simplify it a little bit. So we tried to just show a couple, two, three, four pictures from each uh, time frame that we had been working on this. So sure. this one is an example. Well, let's start. I mean, here we go. So, yeah. So in 2010, and I put 2012 on here, and, and I now think I'm wrong with the 2012. Uh, again, there's nothing on that first slide, but that was the planning phase. We got together We, uh, as a board. They wanted to have a church. We went through the process we just discussed. This, I really believe, was in 2011-ish, and and uh, I say that just because my wife and I talked a little bit, and, and we believe that this portion was in 2011. But this was actually groundbreaking for the basement. Uh, this gentleman, and I'll be honest, I can't mm -hmm. remember his name, but he, he came from Buena Vista and brought a uh, mini traco down and, and actually dug the, the basement for us. And this in, in wow. the case on the right-hand side is, is Carl Bollinger, and he's actually moving dirt for this gentleman, but this was the start. And I, I want to say this was 2011. I mean, it doesn't matter, but it's, this was the groundbreaking right. on, on the basement. Right here is the basement is actually poured. The basement is completed. And now we are pouring uh, the footers for the rest of, and you can see some of the students out here from uh, Holy Guardian Angel School. This was <laughs> their break. Sisters brought them out, put them to cool. work a little bit. and. And they did that. And on the left here is Brother Thomas. And I will tell you, as far as human beings go, he's probably the human being that is the most responsible for making this church continue to happen. And what I mean by that is, cool. is like we had finished the basement and, and of course you get busy and you get moving and, and, you know, you just see Brother Thomas at, at church on Sundays and he's like, hey, when are we going to start the rest? And, uh, <laughs> You know, he's just one of those guys that goes out and he works super hard and, and you feel bad almost that you're not out there. But, you know, he'd just say, hey, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. And so he was kind of the impetus on on in a couple different time frames as we build this. Uh, as you see stuff getting done, typically he was a brother that had was there and came back and was like, hey, you guys haven't worked uh -huh. on this for a while. Let's get it going. So. <laughs> as far as humans go, cool. he's he's very extremely responsible for making sure that that we have kept some progress. Very similar to the four brothers we have now, and I'll talk about those brothers here in a little bit. But very similar that way. Again, this is uh, on the left. Some of the Holy Guardian Angels uh, students out there working. They're moving some dirt for us. And on the right, this picture to me is super interesting because. 
we we knew that the church we were building couldn't be consecrated just because the church itself was not being built out of it has to be built out of natural materials and that has to be the the material on uh. all of the sides and and in at least in seven spots and we didn't do it that way but this right here in the center and you'll see the guy in the blue is troy joel he's actually standing in the where, area where our altar is but what we did do is huh. we wanted to make sure there was natural ground all the way up to the altar uh and because to to have an altar to be able to be consecrated you have to have it sitting on natural ground or touching natural uh -huh. ground with its its parts so it's set up actually that the altar that we got we can run marble columns all the way down to the natural ground i'm not sure that it can still be consecrated if the church isn't consecrated i don't know any of those rules but when we were building it we thought let's do it and, and if it's something that somebody can guarantee we could do then at least it's there anyhow so we're hoping that this will end up being an altar that can be consecrated uh just because we couldn't really consecrate the church the way that it was being built out of two by material got it well boy it, it's still pretty neat that you do you give it that effort i mean i think that's that is definitely um commendable because I, I can't imagine that's something that's super no it, it, <laughs> it seems it, like a... it really wasn't easy and again you see brother thomas standing there in the picture in the dark blue shirt and him and i spent a lot of time out there uh doing some things that we were hoping would be uh useful and very uh something that just doesn't happen anymore for the future of the church like having a consecrated altar we felt would mm -hmm. be something that sure. would just be truly special for that church and 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 our parish uh the other thing was trying to line this thing up completely uh uh east to west when you're looking at a church that's mm -hmm. 150 foot long and you got a string line uh that was pretty interesting in and of itself and i'll <laughs> i'll explain I, I mean of course they should be set up that way anyhow but but why we tried to do very specifically what we did here in in a little bit but yeah this is where the altar is and We've got natural ground, natural stone, natural materials all the way up to uh, the base of our altar, just so we can, if it can be consecrated, we could do that. Neat, okay. Cool. Uh, this this next picture is just a group of people working on, we were able to 2015 start working on the floor. The floor joists, you'll notice in the center picture, this is Jim Bollinger. He's actually sitting right behind a, an I-beam, a metal I-beam. And that metal I-beam matters, and you'll see in a little bit why that metal I-beam matters. We had to make sure, or we had to uh, make our, our side aisles, we had to make spots on those that were bearing on the inside. Mm -hmm. And the reason we had to make them bearing is, is we had an engineer design the trusses for us, and he said the span was so big that we were going to have an inch or so flex in our materials and that with that inch flex it would probably crack the drywall so he recommended Ooh. taking a piece of uh all thread and running it across and and a, we're like we're not going to have an all thread in in this church so uh i actually just got back from san antonio again at this point and i saw just some really neat wood structures down there so i asked jim who is a log guy if 
if we could make a vault, a circle vault that would be able to fit into those with, with locks. And he said, absolutely. So uh, coming up, you'll see us working on some of those. But the reason we built them is we put them in place and they're actually structurally sound all the way down uh, through to the ground on piers is because they're helping the trusses that were engineered not flex and not push. So they're actually, uh, you know, it's almost like a setup for a buttress, but it's inside of the building instead of outside uh, of the building. Interesting. Huh. Okay. So this is a Neat. first wall setup. And you'll notice actually uh, that the, I want to say this first wall was 60 some foot long and, and we use the reach for it. But this first wall and and what a struggle that was. The two longest walls, uh, it was a little bit of a struggle getting it up and getting it into place. But, you know, we had probably 12-ish or so people there and and got it done. But this is the first wall going up in 2015. So five years after the idea that we had decided we wanted to build a church there, first wall is going up. Okay. Okay. Uh, next uh 2015 still some more people working you'll notice and i just wanted to give a a thank you to over in the far left picture is gabe bullinger uh brother thomas i believe is in the center picture and then up uh to, to the one that's center right is andrew and then the one that's clear to the right is trevor joel all three of these kids and actually in the same picture that there's four of them. That's actually Trent Joel. These kids spent their summer when they were in high school out here building this church. So, I mean, it just is wow. a very cool thing. And, and, and you know, it, it's just one of those things. Who gets to work on a church? And then to have right. high school age kids out there that are willing to go and, and work hard and make sure that their their church is getting built and done. Now, none of these kids are high schoolers anymore but uh, it's been a while but they all spent at least two or three summers of their high school out there working on this church which i think is pretty cool uh, that's awesome boy what, what a cool thing to be able to tell yeah. your kids your grandkids hey you know uh, 17 years old you know I, I built that wall no that's that's very uh cool. this is 2016 this is right when we were finishing up most of the framing and starting the roofing on this you can kind of get an idea uh, the, the picture on the left is actually one of our towers and, mm -hmm. uh, we actually, that one is actually the bell tower that we're using right now, but we're putting real traditional bells in the towers so we can ring them like a normal old school Catholic church. Right now we've got one bell wow. where, wow. and there's, I guess there's two or three different sounds that it's supposed to make. I, and I don't know anything about music, but like B or whatever. So we're trying to. Uh, get those bells and be able to incorporate those in into our bell towers as well. But uh, the one on the left is them working on the bell tower. You can see the one on the right. The very the bell tower is actually the very far right. And the, the tallest point in the picture that you're seeing in the middle of the picture is actually one of the transepts. And that's the Blessed uh, Virgin Mary side. And again, we're mm -hmm. just starting to work on getting the roofing on at that point. And I want to say on that picture, very top is Brother Xavier sitting up there on the very peak. <laughs> I can <laughs> imagine. I can imagine. <laughs> I, I just want to comment too. It's just amazing how the church 
prescribes all these things. You know, the, uh, the bells have to have a certain sound. You know, there's always there's always a, an answer. You know, there, there's never a yeah, do what you want. There is always nope. This is how it's supposed to be. I, I just love that. There's something very I, comforting. And it's, to, there's a way. To there's me, it's way. really surprising and amazing some of the things and <laughs> and it, it's prescribed and and that's what's very cool about it. So, you know. As an example, we wanted bell towers. Well, we didn't know, so you have to go read the research on, okay, what what does it mean to have a bell and what has to be there? Uh, something that I just really, truly learned, and, and maybe it's because most of our chapels or our churches have a little bit of light, like underneath on like the Last Supper and on the altar, but like there's to be no non-natural lighting on the altar unless it's lit from somewhere else so things like that that you know we were looking at redoing the lights on the altar that we have and uh, you know we'll show you the altar here in a minute but the altar is from 1927 and we were able to get it from milwaukee but uh there was lights that had been put on that so we were going to recreate what that was and and we learned that you can't huh more pictures. Uh, again, I think brother on the far right is sitting at the top again, uh, brother Xavier, but getting this, the one on the, the very left is the front of the church. And, uh, mm -hmm. again, you can see that, uh, the original church, we had semicircle arched windows with kind of that Romanesque style. Those are actually pointed now. So they're more of like a Gothic point mm -hmm. on them. And the porch, I didn't end up getting it on to the slideshow that I sent you, but we've got some, the, uh, some pictures on the front of the church. And I don't know if I can take over like the screen here in a moment, but I could show you a couple of those pictures when we're done. Cause it's just really amazing being able to see those. But again, the, if you'll notice above the front door, there's a, a square where there's a window or going to be a window on the left picture. Now that window, when I said we were really trying to get true east-west, this window is actually a clear window. And then uh, 15 feet away through the narthex, there's another window there that's a stained glass window. It'll be up here in a, a few minutes. But our goal was to, right around the equinox, was to be able to get the sun to shine through the clear window through the stained glass window and actually uh, hit the crucifix two times a year at a certain time. And mm -hmm. uh, okay. so you'll see the uh, coming up here, the circle, we actually took the West Rose window of, of Notre Dame in Paris and, or we'll talk here about the altar first, but so this is the altar actually that we were able to get from not only the altar, but the altar rail and the two side altars. These were actually from a place in Milwaukee. Uh, 1927, I think, is how old they are. And this was right after we put, put up the altar. The altar was beat up. It was a mess. It had been just kind of really thrown aside for a few years. And I, I've actually got pictures that I found from, from where this was. And and they just kind of show them pushed off to the side and, and not being used. And they got this little table thingy out front. But anyhow, all of this just wow. amazing stuff was just set aside. 
and you can't see from this picture right now, but this altar is just really beat up. It's missing huge chunks and pieces. Like we're talking two and three and four inches wide. It's missing a lot of the detail, uh, but it's pretty beat up. And, and the brothers actually have done a phenomenal job this last year of restoring the altar. You'll see over on the right-hand side of the picture, the side aisles where we, we built groin, groin vaults in those side aisles. And at the, each of those points, that's where our wood trusses run across. And there's a bearing point that goes all the way down in each of those to help our, our wood trusses up top to keep from flexing. So that was all intentional to try to, to, to try to do that. We didn't know at the time what we wanted those, those uh, trusses to look like, but we knew, I mean, I, I drew a picture up on a cardboard and I've still got the cardboard and I asked Jim, hey, can you do this? Is this something that can be done? He's like, well, yeah. So then we sat down and we worked out a little bit more to the design that we have now. And brothers spent uh, probably a year and a half working on those trusses. Wow. So amazing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this, this is a picture of the front. You can see we changed uh, the church. That's the front of it. We changed to the pointed Gothic style windows and the bell tower over off on the right hand side uh just another step forward the one on the right is actually a picture of us hoisting up our first wood truss and you'll see it's arched in the center and arched down through the two sides and we kind of wanted to make it feel like i said a barrel a barrel mm -hmm. vault and then have that kind of feel of of buttresses coming down each of these rounded parts are actually wood that is actually uh, a little probably three sixteenths of an inch thick that we put on a form board we glued it we put the next piece on put on a form board glued it so until we finally got to 12 inches it doesn't look like it but those are <laughs> 12 inches tall by about nine inches wide so that's why it took so long to build these as each of these had to be put on a form and built glued and and nailed uh so brothers did a phenomenal job with that and then of course being able to put all of them together we had to all thread and do all of that normal log log type stuff with it here's a picture of actually finishing the first one i got these a little backwards i guess but uh we're actually putting all threads in the first truss and you can't see but again each of these circle parts are actually three sixteenths wood piled onto each other to huh. to get that thickness and get that arch wow and again this is the first one one going up and we put some come alongs up there and just pulled them up and and got them in place this is the look that i was telling you we were trying to go for a growing vault feel or a barrel vault feel Mm -hmm. and that we wanted everything to just guide to the front altar and again you can see once you get to the front altar it then does the sweeping motion like you were talking but the whole point of this was to have a, a perspective of being able to draw that forward and get it where it needed to be this actually there's one truss in the very front you can see a wood piece of wood stretching across the span of it we're putting that uh truss up right now we've already got that was actually the last one that we had to put in place and then over on the right it just shows you know the uh 
groin vaults with a little bit of drywall on them with the columns actually going down. And again, each of those columns have all the way to the ground or a metal beam under them that transports load to the ground to be able to help sustain the weight of these trusses. And then these trusses help the, the wood trusses from flexing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, this is a shot of in the crossing where we're putting just one of the trusses up and you'll notice the barrel portion of it's a little bit longer, but we had to make it longer to be able to match up with that perspective. So when you're seeing it from perspective, it looks the exact same as the rest of the arches, but it's actually about three foot wider because of, uh, so we had to take that into account as we built those. Interesting. Well, what is that? Sorry, what, what is the image on the altar? I can't quite see. Is it the Holy Family? Yeah, so it's the Holy Family. Actually, mm -hmm. the kind of, I think what is kind of one of the neat things about this is there's a space in the back where we can crawl up there and we can, we can pull out images and put whatever image we wanted. So uh, I actually took this and printed off a large image and then I crackled it to make it look old. Mm -hmm. But we can we can move pictures in and out of that setting however we want, whether we want seasonal or just to keep the same one or if, if it breaks down or breaks, replace it. But yeah, that's a holy family and, and we can make and put whatever. I just at that time, I thought it was a really cool picture that would go well with that altar. Sure. Nice. OK. This over here is St. Joseph's uh, in the transept. Uh, it's St. Joseph's altar side on the right hand side. And uh, this is Jim and brothers putting the top piece on the side altar. And then there's another piece actually that goes on above this. This was actually from the same, uh, same church in Milwaukee. Uh, we were able to get these and there's the two side altars match. So this is pretty cool for one because wow. it's St. Joseph's and, and it's pretty cool to have that in there as well. How do you find, how do you find used altars? Are there websites for that? Yeah, there are actually uh, a lot of used websites. This one, there was a lady that's in CMRI that I, I believe led us on this chase mm -hmm. and was able to help secure these wherever they were stored, uh, was able to help us us get these. And I've, I've contacted her actually a few times in the last, I think she's down in like Sunrise or Sunshine, Arizona or something. Mm -hmm. But uh, she was able to help us secure these altars. And with these altars, we also were able to get enough marble to do the back wall behind the main altar. So it'll be a dark green marble and kind of a pinkish marble, but we're trying to, I went and found some of the old pictures from the 1930s of the chapel or, or the church that these were in. And I, we're trying to mimic the back wall that they had in place mm -hmm. to kind of, and even the altar, we tried to keep it as close to the original artists uh, idea of what that altar should be we tried to make sure we didn't change any of those things as we were restoring it okay yeah so this is actually a six foot tall stained glass this is the first stained glass we put in we wanted to have stained glass and we also didn't want to pay seven or eight thousand dollars a window for the stained sure. glass. so uh we learned how to do stained glass and this is a process of of just kind of as it the one on the right is almost done uh, before we were able to hang it up. And uh, again, we just didn't want to pay 7,000 a window. So we, we learned how to do it. And we've got 
probably four of the 10 done right now. Cool. Okay. So how, how long does that take? What's that process like? All right. So this takes about 200 man hours or for me, uh, we're not fast. Mm -hmm. so I'm sure a professional would be able to do it a little bit quicker, but each of these areas on here is its own individual piece of glass. So each four foot by six foot window has 350 to 500 pieces of glass. <sighs> and each of those pieces of glass, it's, it's called stained glass. Each one you have to reverse paint it for a lack of a better word. So you paint it and then you have to kiln dry each piece of glass for each color. So you mm -hmm. put the one color on kiln dry it. Then you have to put the other color on. So if some of these pieces of glass will have five <laughs> or six different kiln firings on them. Okay. Just to get them to look right. Wow. So like the, uh, Oh, I would say on this one, like anything that where the gold is above her head, that took probably four different firings and like the white on her head with the red. And those were probably four or five different firings. Wow. So a couple hundred man hours and each one cost is probably $1,200 cost. So uh, we were able to save a lot of money and just donated the cost on those. And we got to learn how to, to make stained glass. So it was yeah. cool. Yeah, that is pretty neat. See, see that, that's, that's the type of thing I just love. I love that. And I, I think that's, that's the mentality I guarantee you people have had for hundreds of years, right? When they're building a church, I, <laughs> I'm sure some of them had the money to, to, you know, to hire the, yeah. the, the best, but I'm sure there were plenty of churches that are like, well, okay, <laughs> you know, but we're going to have to, you know, we, we want stained glass. So let's make stained glass. I love it. It's beautiful. I mean, really, really. Wow. Well, I'm, well thank I'm you. Impressed. Yeah. It's, it was fun. This one was actually the most fun. This is kind of what I was describing earlier. The one on the far left, this is the rose window from uh, the west side of Notre Dame. Mm -hmm. And so it's the west rose window, and it's actually only, only the center section of the rose window. The rose window itself <laughs> is 32, Huge. 33 yeah. foot across or something like that. This is the center. We actually made this center the exact same size, exact replica of the center of the rose window. Uh, the West Rose knit window at Notre Dame. I don't even know if it's there anymore after their fire, yeah, but true. You even if you look at like in the center picture, there's darker pieces of blue in the background. That's exactly what the uh, West window looked like in in Notre Dame. The, we tried to mimic the colors, the size, and everything. But the 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 purpose of this window is again that clear window that was on the very front. Mm -hmm. It shines through this window at twice a year and it hits perfectly where our crucifix will be uh, cool. in the front of the church. So it shines at about six o'clock at night. The day we were trying to hit was right close to uh, the spring equinox. And it's actually, I want to say it was March 19th and it's uh, St. Joseph. I think believe it's St. Joseph, husband of Mary again, because it's St. Joseph Catholic church. Right. We were trying to hit that day to be the day that at least the one time that it hit that that center point on the crucifix. I'll just tell you, we missed it by a little bit. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> as long as it does it sometime. I, I imagine St. Joseph isn't, he's not too, uh, too upset about it. Uh, these are brothers from this year. We, I, so I mentioned it earlier, Brother Thomas. I, I give these guys a hard time sometimes and tell them they're one eight of Brother Thomas <laughs> uh, because they're just, but, 
they have just done a phenomenal job this year. You, you ask them to do something. It's never, uh, I don't know. I can't, or uh, they just have come in here and we've been so fortunate to have them this year. So this is this summer and over on the left, uh, brothers are actually, there's a couple pictures of these, but they're learning how to stamp concrete. I don't know that any of them ever done it before. We showed them how to put color release on, how to stamp, what to look for. They picked it up quickly and, and they just work and they work and work and work. And each one of them is really kind of fun. And, and uh, we're so fortunate to have them because they, each one brings something very different. Like over on the far right, you see brother Jude is up there painting, doing the first layer of the painting of the altar. And on that painting of the altar he's worked with paint before mm -hmm. so we were fortunate to be able to have him and uh you know brother anthony here in the middle he's doing his thing where he just starts working and, and gets going and he's actually this is one of the side altars this is the saint joseph side altar and he's he's working on fixing that you see brother fidelis he he is one of those guys he did the marbling for the most part on the altar mm -hmm. and he was able to just pick it up and and that stuff usually takes time and, and, you know, multiple times to be able to do it. And, and, you know, he drew his first veins on there with the feather and I, cause I, we showed him how to do it and he was able to just go in and, and do it. And I was like, all right, I'm done. You just cool. you do what you need to do. Cause you're good at it. And then brother Simon, uh, his attention to detail has just been, uh, phenomenal for us again the altar he's the one that did most of the restoring of the altar to get it to look like it's a, a new altar uh as much as we could but he's fixed all the broken pieces all the cracks all the dings and dents and everything that had been wrong with it so each of them brings something that's just really special and we are so fortunate to have them they've got more work done this year again i'm living a couple hours away now and jim is is just so busy we're able to show up there on saturdays and not even every uh, every saturday sometime but saturdays or they'll text us hey what do you what about this what do you think and and they're able to just go in there and and they've been a real help on being being able to get this done so the front of the church is actually way closer to done than we could have ever imagined the the altar itself now is yeah so here's a few more pictures of them uh this was the first time they this is actually the side the first time that they stamp i've got this picture backwards but they're learning how to pour concrete even right here and what to look for uh i'm screeding jim's out here shoveling and and they're shoveling and and then they learn how to do they're actually on the left hand side it's backwards but that's them stamping the concrete and learning how to do that portion of it so mm -hmm. that's actually a ramp that we have coming down we've got two ramps on each side coming down at the front uh circle and some uh circle steps in the very front and then we're going to build a out in the very front more of like an old school where you would see in the front of a church uh, a town square type thing i don't know what they call them but we're going to kind of mimic that on a small scale in front of this church as well and then have a uh, like a fountain centers. or something or what's that like a fountain or something or, or yeah whatever. we're actually yeah. going to put a, a statue out in the very front of saint joseph nice cool. uh, as you yeah. come in so we thought that would be fitting for for this church but that's where we are right now you know and, and we're to the point oh here's some uh 
uh, more of the altar. These guys, again, uh, I think Brother Simon's up on the right-hand side. He's fixing some things that he didn't like. Again, his attention to detail is, is amazing. Uh, very bottom, Brother Jude is, is uh, I think he's getting ready to try to get the painting done, but they're cleaning up. They're getting everything ready for the altar. The far right is a picture, uh, one of the pictures on the altar. And most of these reliefs, I shouldn't just say a picture, but several of the arms were broken off, the hands were broken off. So this picture on the far right, the the soldier with the silver helmet on, that arm that's sticking out was completely gone. Mm-hmm. So we uh, we had to go in and recreate the arm and the hand and repaint it to match the rest of the picture. So much of this picture, the, the arms and some of the hands and stuff, they've all been repainted and we've touched them up to make them look new or wow. hopefully to where you can't notice it at least. Uh, so yeah, this is this altar was where we spent most of the summer. And I say we, I should say the brothers spent most of their summer. Uh, we came in and did a few things. The picture on the left is a picture of the altar completed after it's been remarbled. Uh, they went through and they did all of the gold leaf on it. Uh, we we found the original pictures of this and they have the kneeling angels on the side parts of the altar. Mm-hmm. So we found the angels that were the exact replicas and we put those on. So we're trying to, again, really match what a lot of what had been done. Brothers right now are also breaking down each of the pews. We're going to shorten them a little bit. We don't like how they are. So we're going to shorten them a little bit to make our center aisle a little bit better. And then they're going to refinish all of them. The picture on the right just shows some of the columns. They've got all of those marbleized as well and in place. So they've done so much this summer that it just is is absolutely stunning. Oh, it's incredible. Well, it's just, I mean, just amazing to see the step-by-step and it's a, it's neat to see. I mean, I got to tell a little story about my, my brother, brother Simon too. He came here and visited us, what, two summers ago now. And while he was here on vacation, right after graduating high school, he just was like, you know, he's kind of wanted to do something. So he just built us a, a, like a, a, um, wayside shrine kind of just, you know, just like went and got us, got scrap wood just threw together in a day and a half, you know, threw together the shrine just because he wanted to do something. It's pretty neat. And it's a, and as you say, I think what's really neat to see in this world where I think that entire generation, many, several generations are just yeah. a bunch of losers in general. I mean, it's harsh to say, but I think it's generally true. I mean, definitely people who don't have much of a work ethic to be able to see a group of young men. And you said, you know, 10 years ago too, with these young men, you know, to be able to, to see that they are able to put aside what they want and just, work boy that 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 is as optimistic of a thing as you can possibly find in the world today yeah no i i I think it's so and and again we are so uh, for what we were trying to accomplish to have each of those four show up it's providence there's it didn't just happen i mean to each i look at each part that we were able to do this summer and how each one was to able to contribute so strongly and it's like, you know, all of them are so strong in certain areas that it was able to just push everything that much further forward. So uh, very, very cool, I think. Well, and I think that that's something, too, that, that you know, I how important is it? I mean, they're not going to be up there forever. I mean, I mean, maybe not even that much longer. I don't know how how that always works with the novices. I think some of them will go up to Idaho. Maybe some will stay. I don't, I don't really know. But I mean, 
we do know, and maybe you'll get four new ones next year who will, you know, do, do exactly what needs to be done next year. But, but that's exactly though. I mean, obviously as you watch what's going on through all this, it's just, it's just incredible how much there is and how much it must cost. I mean, I mean, really, I, I saw someone posted a Facebook post, um, boy, I think it's about a month ago now I had it pulled up. Um, I think it was one of the brother's sisters posted this and she said, she said real quickly, to give you some context, a sprinkler system alone required by law is $75,000. Paint is a few thousand. Um, they still need insulation, drywall, flooring, lighting, etc. cetera. Uh, it's just, a, I mean, when you're building something this big, it's just a lot of money. And obviously your parish isn't that big. No, no. And, and, and that's a great point. So the point that we're at to now, this is where we as a parish really can't do some of the work so we can't bring those savings in so as an example the fire suppression system that you just mentioned that's seventy five thousand, that's something that's a state requirement state permitted uh county permitted so it's not something that we can go in and just mm -hmm. put together and do even by just researching i, I mean i feel we, we could get it right but that's something that you have to bring somebody else in to do and the, we're to the point now where we're in in a couple of those areas. As an example, drywall, uh, I feel very confident that that we, if we were able to keep like the four brothers, so when I say we, it'd be the four brothers in a, a large extent, would be able to hang most of the drywall. But I don't think we could finish and tape it and do justice that, that I think this upstairs in this church would need. So that's something we will probably have to hire out in some way, shape or form as well to be able to just have that uh, taken care of for that look. So yeah, there's a lot of costs that are right now specifically coming up that are things that even as a parish, we can't do for the most part. So we have to pay or bring somebody in to do them. And, you know, and, and most of the businesses that, that we have had to bring in when we did bring them in, have done a really great job for us and given us a deal and, and doing what they can do, but it's, it's still money. Sure. Well, and, and I think that, 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 you know, everyone, anyone seeing this, it's not like we're expecting, I'm sure you guys aren't expecting someone to just donate 75,000 though. That'd be pretty nice. I mean, anyone, anyone who wants to do that, go, I, that would be pretty cool. But, but I mean, it really is. I mean, it, this is one of these things that I, I know every penny counts. I mean, that's absolutely the case. Yeah. I mean, it, if people are able to give anything, any amount uh, that will, you know, who knows? It'll paint something. It'll, you know, put up it some drywall. Up. It'll, it does add up. And, and we have enough people listening to this show, you know, enough people who, who hopefully have seen this and seen the, the love that's been put into this church. And, and again, of course, all for the glory of God, you know, what, what else, what else are we spending our money on? Right. I mean, maybe you're never going to see this church. Sure. You know, maybe not, maybe you live in, in California or you live in New York or wherever, you know, but, but, you know, that's one of the great things about the, the, the mystical body of Christ, right? We are really, truly united in everything that we yes. do. We are in this together. And if you imagine that if you can help build this magnificent church, first of all, you build something beautiful. You're part of building something beautiful. And you could really be part of building something that can bring souls to God because people are yes. driving by on that road and seeing that church and coming by. And I mean, I tell you, I, I'm sure Tom would tell you the same. You get some of these sisters walking around and new people coming in, and it's a whole yeah. different ball game. I, yes, it is a absolutely. different ball game. And these sisters will they will bring people in like 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 honey. I mean, it's just it's something incredible. And and 
that's what we have to be about. And, and that's something that I, I really appreciate about this story that I really truly believe that our time, we're, we're no longer as traditional Catholics, we're no longer in the catacombs. We're no longer in this hiding in the, in the dark, you know, the dark side of the house and quietly saying mass. That's, that's really over. And now when yeah. we see Bergoglio, quote unquote, Pope Francis going crazier and crazier by the yes. day, by the day, I mean, we're going to have more people coming and searching the truth. Absolutely. It's going to happen. So why not right now build, create, make things. And if we can't do it, you know, if you can't do it, go and help a church, a group of people who are doing it right now and building something beautiful. Look at that altar. Look, look at the, the, the buttresses. I mean, all these things that I mean, it's, it's just, it's, it's awesome. I, I love it. And it's something that you just don't see enough these days. And, and yeah. when you see it so rarely, it's just, ah, oh, it's inspiring. I love it. And I, I hope, I really hope and pray that, that, that people can support you guys and, and ho hope that the brothers can stay for a couple extra months. Maybe yeah. uh, <laughs> Bishop, if you're watching this, uh, I'm sure that <laughs> yeah, we're when, and I would love to see that as well, because it's getting to the point and, and you had mentioned maybe not being able to be in the church and, and I mean, I'll be able to, but like we're moving to Texas in May. Wow. So I may never even get to be, I mean, I, I think we'll make a trip down here when it's, when, but uh, you know, I think part of the push and, and I, I know we can't keep ourselves away. We'll probably keep involved with it somehow, but uh, yeah, even if you're not around, it's just, it's something that I think is, is uh, in my mind, pretty special. Oh, totally. I mean, I, I think after seeing this, I, I, I can't imagine anyone would not agree. So, so I know, I know that I, I talked a little bit with, with one of the brothers about how to support you guys. And, and I'd, I've never even heard of this thing, but, but I, apparently the best way is through Zelle. Uh, that's Z-E-L-L-E, -L -L -E, which I, I think it's a, it looks like it's a, a way to pay through like pretty much direct bank transfer app. It's not exactly an app, I think, but it's kind of similar to an app. Um, and you're going to need to do that through. So if you go to Zelle, I think if you just, just Google Zelle, Z-E-L-L-E, and it looks like you're going to want to transfer that on Zelle, transfer the money to fatherbernard at cmri.org. So that's F-R Bernard, so F-R-B-E-R-N-A-R-D at cmri.org. Of course, I will attach these, these links in the show notes. Um, so you're going to want to go to Zelle and send what money you can over that. If you can't do that, <clears throat> excuse me, if you can't do that, you can only do a check or PayPal or whatever, cash then I'm sure you can just email Father Bernard again at that same email address. And I'm sure he can he can work out some other way to to get the money. I think that that will that will be the best way to contact him. Um, and I don't know, is, is there a way, Tom, um, to to follow what's going on? Is, is there anyone like kind of keeping this updated on social media or something? Because that would, that would be pretty interesting. I know the brothers aren't, but I don't think the brothers have a smartphone, so it's not going to be them. Uh, no, but that's a that's a good point to be able to get something like that going and and keeping it right now. I'll, I'll, what is happening is, is my wife, uh, Stephanie and Kathleen, her sister, take pictures every time that we go down there. So they're kind of the keepers of, uh, you right. know, and we went through these and and it was hard to just pick like one or two pictures for each time. I mean, we've got thousands okay. and thousands of pictures that way, but it's not right. like they've been shared out. So that's something that would be worth actually, I think, looking into. And that'd be cool for, for people. I mean, of. yeah, totally. I mean, people are supporting it. And, and keep in mind, if you want to support, support monthly, yearly, 
every six months, whatever, because this isn't going to be done. I don't think any in the, in the next few weeks. So I mean, it's going to need some time. And it's going to need some money. And so that'd be great. I, I think that'd be pretty cool to be able to watch as it goes. And even if it's heck, if it's, if it's a couple pictures a month or a couple pictures every couple months, I think that would be, that would be enough. And I think that maybe that would be something that would keep people a little involved and you're like, okay, you know, let, come on. Because I mean, for me, I, I've been watching it again because I, I was up there. I, I left must have been right before you guys started building the church. I mean, like maybe even months. But so I've seen pictures of it for for years, and it's always kind of like, okay, okay, come on, you know, just, <laughs> just just finish, finish it, finish the church, you know. And obviously, it's easier said than done. I mean, I, I haven't put any work into it at all, so it's it's you know easier on my side. But it, but it's so exciting to see that it is it's within reach. I mean, I, that's a neat thing. That after all these years, it's like, hey, this is. This is right there. This is this is home stretch. So let's 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 pull this through together, guys. No, abs- absolutely. And and like I said, I I've got even pictures that after what I, we just showed on the slide show that came in after. So it's even further now. We we are in sight. And this time, when you get to any building project, always is is always exciting because I I think you do see the end a little bit more. You know, when you're out there doing the the footer it seems like a long long way and who would have ever thought it was going to be 10 years from when we were doing the footer or you know nine ten years whatever it was so uh it is in sight we are to the point where we've got to hire some outside contractors to come in and and the sooner we get through that the the sooner we can uh hopefully get in this church full time well, and hey, who knows? Maybe if you donate seventy five thousand dollars, Tom might make you a stained glass window. I guess yeah. I, I'm not saying I'm not saying he will, but maybe maybe this is a possibility. I'm sure there are some options. Maybe contact Father Bernard about those. But but no, Tom, I, I greatly appreciate it. I, it's I really been awesome. A really interesting just to see how do you build a church. I mean, a lot of, I, I learned so much today. That's, that's really neat, and and it's super exciting to see what's going on. And and God bless the brothers and and all of you who've done who've done this work. I mean really God's work. And, and, and I know, and I would just, volunteer. I want to jump in there real quick. Sorry to interrupt. And there no. are people that I did not uh, acknowledge at all. So if I didn't, I apologize. And there are a lot of them. I know there are quite a few and, and we've had quite a few people working on this and, and between brothers, religious uh, parishioners. And I just, you know, they've done so well being able to get, help us get where we are now. So sorry for jumping in, but I wanted to make sure that I, I, I did recognize that there were more people that that did come in and and help. No doubt, uh, it takes an army, yeah. and it's going to take more of an army. So, so we need a bigger army. Everyone, give give whatever you can. Uh, again, look at the links down here below. Um, if you can't figure out the Zell thing, then email Father Bernard. Yes. Um, if Father Bernard doesn't reach out or doesn't answer it, you can email me. I can try to call Father Bernard or I can get it, get in touch with Tom. Yep. You can email me at kevin89davis at gmail.com and I'll get in touch with somebody. Um, again, my brother's up there, even though he's pretty hard to connect with. <laughs> anyway, we'll, we'll figure it out. So if you want to, su- if you want to support the church, we will definitely find a way that you can do it. So, so Tom, uh, it's, it's been really fantastic. Um, maybe sometime whenever it is, when this church is done, we'll come on again. We'll talk about it. Maybe I'll be there. I, I would love to be there for when they, for when they dedicate. The be church. amazing. Um, it would be, it would be great. I mean, I, I'm really looking forward to it either way. Um, we'll have you on again sometime to, to talk about it when it's done. And until then, God bless you. All right. Appreciate your time. Thank you. God bless you.